2: It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network Driven. The number two SaveLives.org is their website. What a great night of basketball. It's best night, I think, one of the best nights of the year. The only other one better or the same, frankly, is uh, boys' sectional Friday or sectional championship night. You get uh, college basketball, boys' and girls' basketball. It doesn't get any better. Top of the hour scoreboard update with the man, the busiest man you know. It's Network Indiana's Nathaniel Finch.
3: So many scores to give you, as Coach Lovell just alluded to. Let's start with the most important ones of the night. It's the girls' basketball sectional championships across the state. Let's start at 4A. Lake Central 51-39 for Maryville. That game was hosted at Lake Central. Valpo defeats Crown Point at home 41-28. South Bend Washington over Adams 77-45. Northridge over Penn 53-37. Snyder over Carroll and Fort Wayne 68-29. Homestead defeats Columbia City 57-49. McCutcheon two-point win over Harrison of West Lafayette 51 to 49 Noblesville defeats Hamilton southeastern 49-45 Mount Vernon of Fortville 48 New Palestine 39 Lawrence Central the number one team in the state 54 to 39 winners over Warren Central Pike wins by a tally. 61 to 60 over Franklin Central Plainfield 59 Terre Haute North 12. Center Grove wins by 20 61 to 41 the number two team in the state defeats Mooresville down at Mooresville Franklin over Whiteland at Whiteland 45-42 Bedford North Lawrence over Jennings County 43-39 plenty of high school girls basketball scores Evansville North 52 Central 46 Hanover Central defeats Highland 36 to 33 here's an overtime finish for you. We had a couple of them tonight. Bremen over Tippecanoe Valley, 55-53. New Prairie over South Bend Clay, 56-38. Northwood defeats Fairfield by two, 34-32. Woodland over Fort Wayne Concordia, 53-45 that final. Benton Central wins by five over West Lafayette, 48-43. Norwell, 57. Belmont, 40. Hamilton Heights wins by one, 37-36 over Jay County. Danville over Lebanon, 53. Indian Creek over Edgewood, 52-35, the final. Chetard defeats Heritage Christian, 59-53. Speedway by 10. They went 52-42 to over Purdue Pauly, Greensburg, 41. Batesville, 22. Scottsburg over Madison, 53-36. Washington, 10-point win over Vincennes-Lincoln, 52-42. Gibson Southern, 78 points over Boonville, who only scored 35. Andrean doubles up. Ileana Christian, 40-20 that final. LaVille over North Judson, 47-37. Fremont wins by three over Central Noble, 41-38. Lewis Cass, 45. Winamac, 25. Fort Wayne Lures wins. 59 to 46 over Whitco. Here's the one you're excited for. Eastbrook over Blackford, 62 to 58. Four overtimes, yes, four overtimes. Eastbrook beats Blackford 62 to 58. LCC over Delphi, 545 22. Lapel over Winchester 62 to 21, and we had Northeastern over Shenandoah, 59 to 21. That and plenty more high school girls basketball in full effect today. In Division One basketball, Indiana Hoosiers they fell earlier this early afternoon, 85 to 71 to Penn State had a lead at halftime. And then just... Penn State pulled an ace out coming out of the second half at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. The Hoosiers fall for the ninth time this season. Notre Dame also loses. They're down by 10, 70-60 to, to Pitt. Indiana State gets the win though. 75-67 to 67. they win over Drake. Ball State just like Indiana State coming out on the win column. They win by 10, 77-67 over Western Michigan. Evansville beats Valpo 63-62 and USI lost 79-74 to, 74 to tennessee state all eyes on the boilermakers tomorrow one o'clock tip-off from madison that's number two purdue against number six wisconsin plenty more to talk about here in 15 minutes i'm nathaniel finch
2: welcome back everyone i'm bob lovell this is network indiana's indiana sports talk it's like a who's who right now we're going to talk with john Herrick about iu Paul Corsaro about you, Indy, and Mike Armstrong joins me, the head coach of Franklin Community High School. They win the Whiteland Sectional tonight, beating the host Whiteland in a great matchup. Uh, Mike, congratulations on this 45-42 win over Whiteland. What a great win and what a great game for you and your kids.
4: Well, thanks, Bob. I'll tell you what, it was just you know everything you'd expect playing a county rival on their floor yeah. in the final game of the sectional and. I guess what at one point in time we called these barn burners, and uh, <laughs> you know it was uh, it was just, it was just a true it was just a true good game and a battle right down to the very to the very last play.
2: Well, your team is experienced, talented, uh, and for you, uh, listen, this isn't your first rodeo, so to speak. And I'm, you know, we've known each other a long time. I'm really happy for you. I, I'm, I'm enormously happy for the kids, obviously,
4: but I'm equally happy for you. Well, thank you very much. I mean, uh, I've been given just a great opportunity here at Franklin, and, and, and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. But, you know, our class of 2024, these seniors never lost a sectional game. Right. Uh, they've, won, they've won four sectionals in a row, two with Coach Stable, and then, and then the last two years. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's quite a feat. I don't care where you live, what level you play. You win four sectionals in a row. That's a, that, that, that's a pretty good feat.
2: That's pretty good. All right, so tell me who went, who plays well for you tonight in the win.
4: I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Bob. It was it was just one of those games where you know uh, Coach Bergerson, Kelly Kirkoff, uh, Bob's granddaughter right. is the Whiteland coach, yeah. and they they had a great plan and her kids executed it well. They got up early on us, and you know it was just a battle for us to battle ourselves back in the game, and it went back and forth down to the final buzzer. Uh, we, you know, as, as you would in any game like that. We have a lot of kids step up. Lauren Clem stepped up, our point guard, and made some big plays on both ends of the floor uh, late in the game. But at the same time, Erica Buding pulls down a huge offensive rebound uh, when we're trying to, 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 delay the, to delay the game a little bit. And Scarlett, free throw, uh, Scarlett Kimbrell and Brooklyn York step up and make big free throws for us down the stretch. And so there's, you know, there, as there is in any game, any close game like that, there's there's a lot of contributors to the win.
2: So uh, it's a one-possession game. So you knock one down at the horn, or are you up and, and hold on? How do you end it?
4: We, uh, we, are, uh, we are down 40-36 to 36 with about three and a half minutes to go in the game. And uh, mm-hmm. with, a, with a, about a minute and a half to go, uh, Lauren Clem hits a three to put us up 41-40. We were able to get a couple stops. We made five, four free throws. Right. We made four free throws. We went up 45-40. And then uh, Whiteland gets the last basket with about three seconds left in the game. It was just it was so just who, right down to the right down to the wire. Who are you playing next week? We're going to play Evansville North. Uh, they won the Evansville sectional. Uh, we're going to play Evansville North. Uh, Tyler Choate, their coach, is one of the great young coaches uh, in, in in our game. Um, they've had I think I believe they're sixteen and ten now, uh, playing mm-hmm. a very competitive schedule. They they've come up here and played some teams. So you know it, it, we're gonna we're gonna you know everybody left is good. And, uh, you know, every game's going to be, every game from here on out, is going to be tough. You're going to have to be prepared. And, you know, it's going to come down, I think, as it always does, maybe little things, you know, know, turnovers, uh, made free throws, those kinds of things. But they'll be ready. They have a really good point guard, and they have a really nice girl uh, on their team that can can stroke the jump shot from behind the arc. So it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a formidable opponent, as they would say.
2: Mike Armstrong, the head coach at Franklin Community High School. We're celebrating here in town, just in case you, you didn't know. We're, we're, ce- we, uh, we're celebrating. Yeah.
4: We went around the square and we stopped and got some pizza. <laughs> and, uh, yes, it was, uh, it, it was a, a Franklin tradition carried on tonight. Yeah.
2: yeah, you should have come down Main Street and, ha- and hang out with me. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> uh, uh, Mike, g- congrats. Good luck next week.
4: Thanks, Bob. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
2: Thanks. John Herrick joins me from the IU Radio Network. Hoosiers lose today. Uh, Tough loss to Penn State, 85-71. John, thanks so much for the call. This is just a
0: tough, tough loss for the Hoosiers this afternoon. Yeah, Bob, a really hard to explain one. I mean, you know, one minute there, they're up 11 points, and then (laughs) uh, second half, Penn State... Uh, just hits haymaker after haymaker, and those haymakers were threes. I mean, they shoot six to ten from three in the second half. um, And listen, Penn State puts that full-court pressure on you, and the smart thing they did about it is they didn't put the pressure on constantly. They did it intermittently Mm -hmm. where you thought, okay, they're not going to do it. They'd lay back, and then all of a sudden they'd start doing it again and speed Indiana up and force them into some mistakes. Also, remember, this is a Penn State team that beat Wisconsin. So even though their record is not impressive uh, on the surface, there's still a lot to this team that is scary. Nevertheless, though, if you're Indiana and you want to make the tournament, this is a game you had to have at home today.
2: John, uh, I I need you to – I'm sorry to ask you, but I need you to hang on through this scoreboard update, okay? Yep, no problem. We'll come back, talk more about IU, also talk about Indies win over Maryville. A lot of basketball left to talk about tonight. This is Indiana Sports Talk.
3: Nathaniel Finch with you here on Indiana Sports Talk. Let's pick up where we left off when it comes to girls' basketball sectional championship scores at Lakewood Park. It was Bethany Christian winning 59-55 over Fort Wayne Blackhawk. Caston Beach, Tri-County by a penny, 37-36 the final. Northwood over there. Southern Wells, 41-22. to That's Northfield, my apologies. Clinton Central over Rossville, 48-33. Daleville by a tally, 39 39- Thirty-eight. They win over Anderson Prep. Union City defeats Try at home, 49-45 to win that sectional. North Central out of Farmersburg, 33-26. They win in that game. Bethesda Christian, 62-22 over Indiana Math and Science. Eminence, 52. Greenwood quish. Christian 26, Jack sendell 49, Oldenburg, 41. Lanesville wins 41 to 20 over Borden. Trinity Lutheran 67-58 over Rising Sun, Bar Reef 33 orleans 27, and finally Wood Memorial over Evansville Christian 45 to 31. As for boys basketball, number 1 Lawrence North they defeated Fort Wayne North 93 to 51 the final. Number 3 Fishers this is for boys basketball 78-57 win over Homewood Flus out of Illinois, then you had Greenfield Central, ranked number six in the state, 66 to 47 winners over Greenwood. Number eight Addicts, 82 to 52 over Urbana, out of Illinois, and finally number ten Ben Davis, 62 49 over Zionsville. One more for you. We're going to talk to Paul Corsaro. You, Wendy, my Greyhounds won 64 to 51 over Maryville. I'm Nathaniel Finch.
2: Welcome back everyone this is indiana sports talk brought to you by indiana donor network we're talking with john Herrick from the iu radio network iu losing to penn state today 85 71 john we we talked about penn state's uh, prolific three-point shooting and you know sometimes teams get on that roll it's hard to get them off of it and, and i know it had to be frustrating for everybody involved today
0: yeah, the day was actually, uh, you know, full of a lot of swings, as Big Ten games awfully are. You sure. know, often are. I mean, you come into this game, you wonder, okay, what's going to happen with Xavier Johnson and Malik Renew? Are they both going to be available? Or are they not going to be available? And then you find out Xavier Johnson's out. Malik Renew is questionable then you find mm. out Malik Renew is going to play and so you think okay mm-hmm. that's a, that's a pretty good sign it's not good to not have Xavier Johnson but they've already played a lot this year without Xavier Johnson so they're probably a little more used to that and then renew plays and Indiana gets off to that great start uh the bigs outscore you know Penn State in the paint by a wide margin in the first half but Uh, this is this, that saying by Bob Knight, where he used to always say the most important minutes of the basketball game are the last five minutes of the first half and the first five minutes of the second half, Indiana did not win either of those stanzas. That's when Penn state made a move. They cut the double Mm -hmm. digit deficit down to four by halftime. And then in the start of the second half, that's when they made their move. And once they took their first lead at 45, 43, it was all about the pressure. Forcing Indiana into turnovers and then just hitting a ridiculous amount of shots. Sixty-four percent is what they shot in the second half alone, mm. and got fifty-seven percent mm. for the game. So, uh, as Coach Mike Woodson said in his post-game presser, this defense wasn't good enough. Well, who's up next for them? It's Ohio State, uh, but it's at Ohio State. If you remember correctly, that was a game that was mm-hmm. a hard-fought game in Assembly Hall that Indiana came out on the winning side of earlier this season. Uh, I know Ohio State lost this week to Iowa, so uh, they're slipping in the Big Ten standings. That's going to be a game that they know they've got to get uh, because it is a home game for them. But uh, obviously, as we come down the stretch, all of these games are important in February, and that's a tough one that could go either way.
2: IU losing today at Assembly Hall to Penn State, 85-71 the final John Herrick, thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. Have a great week.
0: All right, you too, Coach. Thank you.
2: Thanks. University of Indianapolis beats Maryville, 64-51 on the road. We're joined by the head coach of the Greyhounds, Paul Corsaro. Coach, thank you so much for the call. I greatly appreciate it, and congratulations to you and the Greyhounds on a very impressive win today.
5: Hey, thanks, Bob. I appreciate it, man.
2: You know what? Road wins are hard to come by. I don't care who and where and when. <laughs> it, is, it is hard to go out there and win, and that's an impressive win today.
5: Yeah, it was. You know, we, we didn't play very well in the first half. We were down six at halftime, uh, managed to outscore them 37 to, 37 to 18, so outscored them by 19 in the second half. We held them to 51 in the game eight, in 18 second-half points, so we really put the clamps down on defense.
2: So what, you, did you adjust or your kids just ramped it up a little bit?
5: You know, a little bit of both. Um, I, I don't think our intensity and focus and just toughness and physicality was there to start right. the game. And as you, as you know, on the road, that's really important. And, uh, um, you know, we had a lot of, you know, just missed rebounds. Where we were tipping it with two hands instead of, or, or tipping it with one hand as opposed to scratching right, it right. with two. So, we, we, you know, we, we kind of challenged them to – be tougher, you know, for lack of a better term, in the second half, and they did that, so credit to them. And then uh, we came, we, we did a few things. My staff had some good suggestions. Uh, we we came out and switched everything five ways, and with our length, that really bothered them in the second yeah.
2: half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point because you know, as long as you are, uh, yeah, if if you're playing people straight up and then you switch, I, that's a tough adjustment to have to make.
6: Well, yeah, and
5: Maryville, they are they are a driving team and a post team. Right, they're, 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 they're right. not a great—they're not as a great three-point shooting team. So, with our length, if we were able to switch and this, just keep guys in front and make them shoot over the top of us uh that really worked and you know they, I, I, there was there's a couple times and you've seen us play where we have you know a seven footer in there and then you know a six eight yeah. there at the four yeah. but it's six 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 or six seven at the three it's like you can't even see the basket sometimes so credit to my staff uh you know they like I said they're, they're doing a heck of a job and uh, gave a good suggestion and you know our guys um you know they deserve a lot of credit though too because they did ramp up their efforts in the second half all
2: right who played well for you tonight uh Paul
5: Zalinskis, um our, our transfer from Quincy he um had 17 points, 7 rebounds. He's he's playing unbelievable in conference play. Um and he, he went 3 of 7 from three. Um and then you, you know as you know there's there, there's a lot of those guys that you know, just help you win, that you look at the box for, but uh, but, that, that, okay, might not jump out at you. But Sean Craig off the bench only had three points, but hit a dagger late in the game uh, that kind of took us from a nine-point lead to a 12-point lead on a pick and Mm -hmm. pop. But but he had four rebounds, three steals, two blocks, and made every 50-50 play. So it just made a lot of winning plays for us. Mm
2: -hmm. All right, who's coming up next for you? No, we actually play this Thursday
5: at home versus Upper Iowa and we're number one in the league. they're number two in the league. We're at ten, 10 and ten two in league play. they're nine and three so <laughs> it's a it's it's a big one on Saturday. It's a big one.
2: yeah it it absolutely I mean, Thursday, is I'm sorry,
5: we we play Thursday, Thursday. Thursday against Upper Iowa. yeah, sorry.
2: All right. Well, good luck on that game. Paul Corsaro's the basketball coach at the University of Indianapolis. They beat Maryville today 64-51. Coach, as always, I appreciate your time. Congratulations, and good luck Thursday.
5: All right, thanks, Coach. See you, Bob.
2: Thank you. Girls High School basketball action tonight at Attica. It's a big, solid win for... Uh, Clinton Central. Clinton Central with the win at Attica. They win this championship, beating Rossville forty-eight thirty-three. Don Helmick joins me, Coach. Thanks so much for the call and congratulations on the win. Well, thank you, sir. It was uh, it was a fun night. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> I can I can imagine. You know, you you get a fifteen uh, point win a little... for a sectional championship. That's fun.
7: Oh yeah, a lot of. Uh... A lot of the exhaling, feeling the pressure this week. And, uh, you know, we struggled last night. Um, we kind of challenged uh, challenged some of the girls after our outing last night. And um, they stepped up. And, you know, we got a big lead in the first quarter. And, um, you know, the, the Rossville made some changes and made it difficult, but really never got back within more than nine. Um, and we held on for a... Uh, for our, I guess it's their second uh, sectional in four years. Well, did you get off to a good start tonight? Yeah, um, last night Parkinson, She's our she's our go to senior going to trying University, um, leading scorer. She had five points. Um, you know, yeah. and, and we kind of had a little heart to heart, and tonight, right? Um, in the f- first quarter, she has fourteen. Um, hit four threes, um, and, you know, and it was kind of like, you know, they're going to give her the wing shot. We're going to keep taking it, and uh, tonight she was hitting and, and decided uh, she didn't want her senior season to end tonight.
2: Well, she did it in impressive fashion. So, uh, aside from her, who else plays well for you in the win?
7: Well, we had uh, uh, we got a sophomore guard, Davidson, Carly Davison. She had ten assists. And then uh, another senior, Erica Robbins, she ended up the night with four steals. But, you know, kind of like the last coach mentioned, we we had a girl, uh, Courtney Serber, who um, got the task of, of guarding their best player in, in the Burkle girl. And, um, you know, she had 20 on us last week, two weeks ago when we played them. Um, and we worked on it this morning, and Courtney bought into the game plan. And, you know, we held her to – the 10 points and you know frustrated her and um really that was the difference her not being able to get going and and then that led us to a lot of transitional baskets
2: tonight at the attica sectional clinton central wins it they beat rossville uh for the championship congratulations to coach don helmick and his kids on this forty-eight
7: thirty-three win coach who are you playing next week um, we just found out it's going to be Northfield, and we're not sure where we're going yet.
2: All right. Well, good luck. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much, and good luck next week.
7: All right. Thank you, and thanks for everything you do for the, for the state of Indiana. And I appreciate the kind words. Coming
2: up, Jevin Redman, the voice of the Evansville Aces, will join us, Aces, in a, a dramatic one. Squeeze one out. We'll talk about that after this scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk.
3: Last night, the Indiana Pacers suffered a loss at home against the Sacramento Kings 133-122 is that final score, and Tyrese Halliburton came off the bench, only played 22 minutes. Part of this minutes restriction that he's facing of late, he's played 22 minutes the last two games, and in Boston as well, earlier in the week, trying to get back from a hamstring injury. Here's what head coach Rick Carlisle had to say about the situation with Halliburton, the team doctors, and his return from injury
4: you know the hope is that as we move move along here that the the minutes levels increase and that you know all this can fade away but player health is got to be it's got to be at the top of the list of priorities and so sometimes you go through this these kinds of challenges bringing a player back
3: hope he can get fully healthy as soon as possible. The Pacers have a pretty easy stretch, one of the top five easiest schedules over the remainder of the season. You want to get Halliburton healthy and keep these guys performing the way that they have of late. All right, Indiana today. IU lost at home 85-71 to to Penn State. That's not the end of the bad news. Notre Dame also fell 70-60 to at Pitt today against the Pittsburgh Panthers. Let's get to the winners. Indiana State, 20-3 this season. They won 75-67 over Drake. That one was in Terre Haute. Ball State wins on the road against Western Michigan. That final, 77-67. to And Evansville wins a nail-biter, 63-62 the final there. Your final Division I score, USI fell 79-74. Tennessee State,
2: Welcome back everyone. College basketball today the University of Evansville Aces get a dramatic win 63-62 over Valparaiso the voice of the Aces Jevin Redmond joins me. Great win for the Aces uh, Jevin they hang on with a hard-fought win today against Valpo.
6: Well you said dramatic win is about as dramatic as it could get. Um, Valpo's got the ball inside of 10 seconds down two, and their good guard, Darius Diavero, gets fouled pursuing the rim with 1.5 left. He's an 83% <laughs> foul shooter. Has mm-hmm. two shots. He makes the first. Second one rims out. Um, our guys just kind of tapped the ball up in the air. Time runs out. And Evansville wins by one. So it was a really entertaining game to watch. 11 lead changes, 11 ties, nobody led by more than seven, and nobody led by... Or for more than 18 minutes in the game. So it was back and forth, a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, you know, as head coach, David has done a great job rebuilding this program quickly in year two. This was mm-hmm. a gutsy road win mm-hmm. and another step forward. Hard to
2: win in the arc. I mean, uh, a lot of teams have left there disappointed. So I mean, it, it is. And, and, and I think uh, v- Evansville and uh, Valpo, very similar teams, uh, relatively new coaches, trying to rebuild, trying to uh, do some great things. And uh, that's that sets up a great dramatic type of ball game. Uh, did he did he get fouled or not? I mean, I'm sure the home crowd didn't think there was a foul. <laughs>
6: Well, it's funny. Coach Raglan once we got off the air, he was like, "We had actually a foul there at the end. So we said kind of up a bit of but It's hard to tell. And I said, well, I didn't really get a great look at it. I said, good thing is he missed that second free throw, so we don't have to be too worked up about it. But, no, it was a great game. It was a lot of fun to watch. And Evansville's now won three in a row. And, Bob, you know, I've been calling in the last few years and a lot yeah. of, you know, losses. That's just how it's been. They won six games right. two years ago, five last year. And they're already at 14 wins this year, still with a month left. So, um, it's a log jam in the Valley. Right now there's a three-way tie for eighth involving Evansville, but they are just a game out of fifth place and two out of fourth. So a lot to play for here in February.
2: That's impressive. So who
6: who was the star of the ball game for you? Well, it was really a balanced attack in terms of leading scoring. It was Kenny Strawbridge. He had 14 points. Um, Yasin Toomey was four of five. He's scored double figures in six straight games now. He had the go-ahead bucket um, with about a minute left, put the Aces up 63-61. Um, Antonio Thomas had a big go-ahead three inside of a couple minutes. He had ten points, and then uh, Joshua Hughes had nine points um, off the aces. Ben. So again, it's been a balanced attack. That's why we've seen more wins for Evansville this year. They've also, Bob, had their best player out for the last about five to six weeks. Been Um He is starting mm-hmm. to get some, you know, pro looks. I know some NBA guys have kind of started to reach out, just you know, testing the waters a bit with him. But right. he's averaging almost sixteen points a game. Um, just a true professional, very good defender, but. Uh, He went a stretch where he missed eight of nine, and he just came back this past Wednesday in the home game against UIC. So you feel like, hey, you kind of stayed above water a bit, and now you're getting healthy, trying to make a final push here the last month of the season.
2: Jevin Redman, voice of the Evansville Aces, Aces edge of Valpo today. Another great win. Jevin, thanks so much for the call. Have a great weekend.
6: Uh, You too. Thanks, Bob.
2: Brian Sullivan, WNAS, on the call of a great win by Lanesville over Borden, 41-20 in the West Washington sectional. Brian, thanks so much for the call. Lanesville showing you why they are the defending champs tonight. Uh, Defending champs, and if they continue playing defense like that, uh, eventual
8: champs, I mean, they just – they don't look like they have dropped off at all from where they were last year. They've played a tough schedule. They've loaded up on some 3A and 4A competition it's a veteran team and yet still a lot of juniors out there and Mm -hmm. it was a good game the first time that they played um 35 33 but lanesville did have a six foot center that was not playing the first time around and you wondered how borden was going to deal with a little bit more size in there when they're attacking the basket And, and for a quarter it was really good and then all of a sudden lanesville just clamped down defensively
2: and held borden to nine points in the last three quarters combined that's impressive that's very impressive. It looks to me like they're poised to make another run. Yeah, um, you know they they have. A couple of years when
8: when Angie first got there, um, their schedule was not great, and they, they kept running into the regional level. Some teams are maybe a little bit more battle-tested. Mm-hmm. And so they've made a concerted effort the last two or three years, played some really good out-of-conference or out-of-1A out of competition there. And they've got good balance. They play very hard, and, and it's one of those teams you love because nobody cares who gets the credit. I mean, there's five different players that can score in any given game. Um, but defensively is really where they where they took care of it. Borden's got a couple of sophomores. They're starting five sophomores, and they've got a couple of them that have D1 offers already. Uh, but they just mm-hmm. completely, completely locked down on those kids uh, and then got some good shooting from, from the Brumley kid, had 15 points tonight, and the big girl, uh, Allen, that didn't play the first time, uh, she had a double-double there. So they're going to be really tough to handle uh, in the regionals next week.
2: Brian Sullivan from WNAS Lanesville wins again. They be a good boarding team today, uh, forty-one to twenty. Brian, thanks so much for the call. Have a great week. All right, coach. Talk to you next week. From Hoosier Basketball Magazine, Kip Wessner joins me. Kip, what a great day! Championship Saturday is always one of the fun days of the season.
1: Yeah, it really is, <clears throat> nice listening to Brian Sullivan to give that recap about Lanesville because you know we had uh, Lanesville number one in the Hoosier Basketball Magazine and one of the headlines of the Roundup story is which team is capable of returning because since, mm-hmm. Mitchell, uh, since Marquette Catholic did it in 2017 and 2018 there has been a repeat team whether they've been runner-up or state champion and right, uh, right. the fact that Bedford was able to beat Jennings County after losing during the regular season and the way that lanesville was able to blitz uh a good boarding team tonight uh, that's two teams from the south that seem like they're in position to uh you know keep that trend going for another year but uh there's still a lot to be said as well
2: any surprises uh from uh championship night that, that caught your
1: eye well i think one of the um you have two really good teams, like for instance, the Hamilton Southeastern and Noblesville game. I mean, right, that's, not, right. that's not a big surprise by any means. And even a uh, game that we mentioned last night, when we were talking about Homestead and Columbia City, Columbia City's had a fantastic season this year. yeah they Homestead have. has kind of dominated that sectional over the last number of years. So for Homestead to win is not a surprise. The, uh, <clears throat> the idea of try Uh, getting beat by uh, Union City. And I know Union City's had a pretty good year. He's got a um, foreign exchange student that's done really well before Christmas, and I'm I'm sure she's continuing to do well. Um, That was a little bit of a a surprise. And then you have uh, a few teams like South Spencer knocking off uh, Crawford County. We had Crawford County as the uh, 20th-ranked team in the Hoosier Basketball Magazine, and then similarly with uh, Breeden over Tippecanoe Valley. But for the most part... um, like the hoosier basketball magazine we talked about this yesterday uh we had 10 10 11 and 12 of the four classes uh, ranked in our top 20 so most of the teams that we kind of expected to be good were good this week right. but you know upsets are part of the tournament so you know that's what uh, makes us buy a ticket and want to go and enjoy and enjoy the atmosphere
2: I got like a minute and a half. Give me some ideas on some, uh, we don't know locations, but some matchups that catch your eye next week in the regionals.
1: Well, I think one of the interesting things um, is the way they're doing uh, not just the regional matchup, because you know who you're playing there, but with the semi-state. Because you look at Center Grove right. and Franklin, for instance, the only loss for Center Grove this season is Franklin, and they don't match yeah. up in in the regional. Uh, I believe it's going to be Fort Wayne – or, I'm sorry, Evansville North versus Franklin and Center Grove right. versus right. Stanford. We also don't know – the uh, semi-state pairings. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that Center Grove and Franklin could play in the Final Four to advance from the South to represent Class 4A, and they're in the same county <laughs> playing in a county right. championship game, and they're playing uh, could potentially be in the semi-state. So that's uh, an interesting tidbit by, me, by all means. I did see Center Grove tonight at Mooresville. And, boy, I tell you, they there's a reason why they've only lost one game. They were really good. Right. Uh, they've got three outstanding seniors. But Lily uh, Bischoff, she's a junior, and she was good tonight, had 12 points in the first half, and uh, they pretty much were ahead start to finish against Moorville.
2: Kip Westner, it's always great to have you. I look forward to spending more time with you next weekend. Thanks for the call. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Coming up, David Deaton, Steve Cole, more basketball after this scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk.
3: The final scoreboard update of this beautiful show. I'm Nathaniel Finch. Let's start in Division 1. IU lost 85-71 to Penn State. Notre Dame falls 70-60 to Pitt. Meanwhile, Indiana State gets the 75-67 win over Drake. Ball State wins by 10 over Western Michigan. Evansville beats Valpo 63-62 and USI lost 79-74 to Tennessee State. Let's get right into the important scores of the night. Girls basketball sectional finals. Lake Central wins 51-39 against Maryville. That one was hosted at Lake Central. Valparaiso wins 41-28 over Crown Point. South Point rather. South Bend, Washington 77-45 over Adams. Northridge beats Penn 53-37. Fort Wayne Snyder 68, Carroll 29 that one at Carroll. Homestead wins 57-49 against Columbia City. McCutcheon 51, Harrison 49. Noblesville wins 49-45 against Hamilton Southeastern. Mount Vernon of Fortville 48-39 against New Pal Lawrence Central, the number one team in the state wins 54-39 against Warren Central. Pike by a penny, 61-60 over Franklin Central. Plainfield wins 59-12 over Terre Haute North. Meanwhile, Center Grove wins 61-41 against Mooresville. Franklin wins 45-42 against Whiteland. Bedford North Lawrence 50 rather 43, Jennings County 39. Edmondsville North, they beat Central 52-46. Hanover Central 36-33 over Highland. Bremen beats Tippecanoe Valley 55-53 in overtime. And finally in quadruple overtime, 62-58 Eastbrook over Blackford.
2: Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. David Deaton from WKLO joins me tonight as bar uh in action, sectional play. All right, David, take me through this uh, matchup uh, down in the bar sectional. bar beats Orleans 33-27 in a great game tonight.
9: Yeah, it was definitely a very physical game tonight between the two teams scoring was at a premium really throughout the entire course of the night for both sides of coach it was four to four at the end of the first quarter it was that kind (laughs) of night for both teams. and i mean you got both teams allowing orleans came in allowing 36 a game bar reef 35.3 so obviously they're both very good on that end and that's what got both of these teams to the championship game to begin with so second quarter, Orleans starts to open things up a little bit. Miley Knight, their junior guard, gets going at six points in that quarter to help Orleans to a 15-9 to lead by halftime. And they've lost uh, Cambry Klein, their junior guard, to an unfortunate injury there in the first half, so she never came back in. So the Lady Dogs wow. basically played five the entire second half. Right. And a sophomore, Izzy Rutherford, who's a five-eight forward, came in, played the entire second half, and she played some varsity minutes here and there this year, but she really did a good job stepping up to the plate for her team in the second half, made a couple of really good plays defensively, got a good 15-foot shot in the fourth quarter that cut, I think, a six-point deficit to four at that point. But Bar Reeve just never relented on defense, and it was a four-to-one third quarter that kept it at 16-13, Orleans was struggling at the free throw line. They only were five out of 14 tonight there at the stripe, and Barr Reeve got their offense going in the fourth quarter. Hannah Bledsoe, their six-one junior, really took off. She ended up with 16 points tonight. She had a huge fourth quarter. And then Ava Carter, who was another senior forward for – or a senior forward, I should say, for Barr Reeve, ended up with six points in that quarter to help the Lady Vikings get the lead, keep the lead, and they win their first sectional title since 2015 33 to 27 and now they will play lanesville in the regional with the site to be determined for the regional round between the Lake vikings and the lady eagles next week
2: that is a great great wrap-up david deaton tremendously done high school basketball tonight david deaton on the call of the bar reeve sectional bar reeve wins it 33 27 over orleans david thanks so much for the call have a great week Thanks, Coach. You as well. Talk to you next week. Look forward to it. Steve Cole from WAXL joins me. Maybe the hardest working guy in the business. Let's start out with the. Uh, let's go chronologically today. You had the uh, boys' matchup between Jasper and Heritage Hills, which Jasper won 67 61. And then you wrapped up your day uh, with some girls' sectional action. I'll let you take it chronologically, Steve. Thanks for the call.
10: Well, really a fun day of hoops, Bob, uh, and a uh, good non-conference matchup between Heritage Hills and Jasper on the boys' side. And Jasper just deserves a ton of credit for executing extremely well in the fourth quarter. It was a game tied at 44 after three, and the Wildcats hit four big threes in the fourth quarter by executing their half-court offense to perfection. Heritage Hills, would hit some big shots to, to keep it close and try to come back that the Wildcats uh, got themselves to the free-throw line. They were, what, two, four, six, eight out of 10 at the free-throw line in the fourth quarter, and they'll use those four big threes uh, to mm-hmm. keep themselves out front. And that's uh, a, a tough loss for the Patriots, but um, I guess a, ver- a very physical uh, Jasper basketball team. It was a very physical game and one that I think will help Heritage Hill's as they move forward, getting to play a, a physical 4A team like that, so um, you know, frustrating loss, but not the end of the world for Heritage Hills. And then, what a neat story in the 2A uh, girls basketball sectional at South. Hey, Spencer. Steve.
2: Hey, yeah. Steve. Hang on, hang on a second, because you're going to be you're going to be up against it here. So I, I want you to hang on through this break, and then we'll we'll come back and talk about uh, this Crawford County South Spencer girls matchup. Okay? Absolutely. Perfect. We'll come back, wrap it up with Steve Kolb, talking about a great day of basketball around our state. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Steve Cole from WAXL, staying with us. So you had the Heritage Hills and Jasper boys game, and then you get a you get to drive a little bit and, and do some girls basketball. And uh, would you add Crawford County and who in the in the sectional
10: tonight? That was uh, South Spencer and Crawford County the 2A at the two-day sectional at South Spencer. First ever time for South Spencer hosting a basketball sectional in any either right. <clears throat> boys or girls, and a, just a really really neat story for South Spencer. This is a girls' program that had struggled so mightily over the last fifteen plus years. They hadn't won a sectional since two thousand six. They reached the sectional final last year, lost to the what would turn out to be the two-time defending champs, Forest Park in the sectional championship game. Those two wins in the sectional last year were the between the their sectional championship in 2006 and last year they had won exactly one postseason game over that stretch. It had been such a dry spell for Southwestern right, right. basketball but this group is so mentally tough. Um, They're not very big. Um, They were much smaller than than Crawford County. Nobody on the floor for South Spencer taller than 5'8". And uh, they went toe-to-toe in a low-scoring game with a a big, strong, physical Crawford County team and uh, just really out-toughed them, really uh, standing on the defensive end. Crawford had to work for absolutely everything they got. And Kendall Insurance... um, at 5'8", she is sort of their post player for South Spencer. Used her quickness, got the ball in the high post, and just would drive and finish. Ended up leading the Rebels tonight with 13. Um, their two uh, uh, good guards, Molly Schulte and Alexis Harris, who's just a freshman, both had nine. And um, first-year head coach Rob Schulte um, leading this team to a sectional championship. And, and he talked about it. It's it's it, Nobody's faced more adversity. This is a team... That's had exactly one player play in all 24 games now, all season long. Wow! And up and up until January 1st, they hadn't had every player on their roster available for varsity action. They had just been had gone through so many injuries and illnesses throughout November and December. I I told you last night.
3: He he remarked
10: that there were games early in the season where he would look down the bench and four of his five starters were in street clothes because of injuries. But they hung with it, and they realized that goal was still out in front of them, and they've been playing their best basketball here of late, and uh, they uh, get the sectional championship tonight.
2: Steve Kolb, long day. I appreciate you spending time with us tonight. Tonight, uh, South Spencer, uh, sectional winners over Crawford County, 38-33, the final in that, Heritage Hills and jasper boys jasper wins that one steve thanks it's great to have you can't do it without you have a great week thanks bob you too thanks to all of you and all of our great stations around the state that bring you the show every friday and saturday night thanks to all of you for making us the most listened to sports talk show in our state's history great job by nathaniel finch and elijah roberson Great to have them with us, and thanks to all of you. For 30 years, you made us the most listened-to sports talk show in the state's history. This is Indiana Sports Talk.